feel safe in Ireland? Because Ireland was always considered a very safe country, wasn't it? And of course, the American embassy are putting out messages to all the tourists saying to be careful in Ireland, which is not a good thing, really, is it? After last year, of course, one American tourist was left literally for dead in Talbot Street. So the question I want to ask you today is, do you feel safe in Ireland? You can text or WhatsApp right now on 85 55 That's 85 55 One man who's very cynical when it comes to Fine Gael's press release is Eric Nelligan from Aintu, and he joins me on the line. Eric, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Thanks for having me on. Now, you put up a response to Fine Gael's press release saying there is this disinformation. Of course, because Fine Gael are constantly going on about disinformation. Disinformation in what sense? Do you think people feel safe in this country and our communities? Uh, when I was growing up, we barely locked our door, maybe going to bed at night. Mm-hmm. Um, ask yourself now, I'm in my early 40s and I was growing up in the 80s and we, we, we didn't lock our door during the day. We went to school in the morning, we came back. I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably would have been something similar. Do they lock the door now? You always lock the door now, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You lock the door. You could be miles out in the countryside. You could be in a built-up area. You could be in a, you could be in an enclosed apartment complex. You lock your door. So that answers your question. How can we... People don't feel safer now because we lock our door anywhere you go. You can't um, blame Finnegan sure for that. That's been a change in society, of course, as well. A societal change. And we've doubled our population since the days you're talking about and tripled it since the days when I was your, that age as well. And I've, I remember that, you know, come on in, the door yeah. is always open. Of course, that was a very famous Irish saying. But I think we have to respect the fact that society has changed in general and become more violent yeah. and more dangerous. And that's not necessarily always the government's fault. A lot of that's the media too, isn't it? What we're seeing on TV, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're, yeah, you're correct. But you've got to remember, how long ago was it where Minister McAtee literally said, people are not going to be safe all the time. That was her quote. So she she is acknowledging that Ireland and people aren't safer. We've had 11 years of Fine Gael Ministers for Justice now. And the, 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 the image you showed said, Fine Gael is tough on crime. I mm. don't, that's not, for me, that's not true. That's not accurate. Um, yeah, that's it. You're showing it there now. It, that's not accurate. We have just we have just read out a doubling in deaths. We've just read out large increases in sexual assault, theft, uh, common assault. We we didn't even touch on internet. Only this morning, I got a text message. I got a text message telling me to send someone a message because uh, you know, ma'am, I've lost my phone. Clearly, the scammers aren't the sharpest. But still, there are people for us. So, pe- so there is crime. There is a massive increase in crime, and. Fine Gael are the party in power. They're the party that have that, that have had the the Minister for Justice for the last number of years and we're, we are not seeing an improvement. So that's why I put out that slightly sarcastic tweet asking mm-hmm. if it was misinformation or disinformation. And one of the well, it is, well, it is misinformation also, based on the headline because it says Fine Gael is tough yeah. on crime. They may be getting tough on it today from the, the new legislation that's going through, but what have they been doing for the last four years? I mean, I suppose what people's main argument at the moment is that Ireland has changed and changed quite dramatically over the last three years. And of course, immigration is going to come into that, no matter what we argue about it, it will come into that. Also, the minister has spent a lot of her time this year focusing on legislation over hurty words, you know, the words that might hurt people rather than focusing on getting more guardy out on the street to stop incidents like that poor American man who was beaten nearly to death in the middle of Talbot Street, right outside a Garda station. No, you're right. We have... Ireland has, we are well below the EU average in the number of Gardaí. We have 
200, around 290 Gardaí per 100,000 people. While if you go to the, the, the states with the largest number of police, it's 730. The EU average is 330 to 40. So we're, we're well below the average. Um, the numbers are going to get lower. We had 116 as far as, from what the Garda Commissioner said, 116 graduates in 2022. But we That's had near just enough, less 400 residents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because just, as you rightly say, they're retiring. I mean, the, the latest, yeah. I suppose, the latest recruitment drive is to encourage people over the age of 45 to join the guards. We're not going to spend too long there, obviously, before they actually retire again. So that's kind of desperation. She'll turn around to you and say, well, what am I supposed to do? People don't want to join the guards. You know, they, the money isn't good enough, maybe, or there's a limit to how much money they can pay. The resources aren't good. We've seen recently with the ballots in relation to Drew Harris, the morale is not good. They don't even like their own leadership anymore. It's a mess. No, it is a mess, and it's, it's a, a mess has been allowed to grow and develop under the leadership of Fianna Gael. Um, so you've you've asked there, what can we do? Well, let's get tougher on crime. So the Gardaí are the people on the front line. They need to be resourced properly. How often do we hear that they don't have enough cars? Like, there was a whole thing last year about there are not enough cars, not enough vehicles to, to, to do their job. They're, they're not backed up. One of the main things um, we hear from the Gardaí in AIM2 is that the guards, they're, they're, they're stretched, they're constantly stretched and they're under pressure and there's a lack of backup. So when something does happen, whereas when there's a violent incident and a large number of your viewers and your listeners, they may have read or seen the videos from uh, Roaches Down Park Hotel over the last couple of days. I've seen the, that, yeah. The, the fights, yeah, the quite disturbing fights that took place down there. There was no, there, there was there was few signs of guards because, you know, would you like to be a single or maybe uh, with a partner going in to take on 40, 50 young fellas boxing the head off each other? That's not something you want to do. So there's not enough of them. So we need everything in life can be solved with. Yeah, the uh, fleet at the moment, the if fleet, you, the, guard, the guard of fleas is three and a half thousand, right? And, and the problem is, is when you've got, say, and I, I used to live in Swords, for example, which is a huge area. I mean, Swords is as big as Limerick now. I mean, the population-wise. And it, the population has quadrupled probably in the last 20 years. And yet you have the same amount of guards and two guard cars, as far as I know. Maybe they have a third one now. I don't know. And I remember ringing them once and one car was out and the other one was broke down. So what, what happens then when somebody has a genuine emergency? And I'm not blaming the guards for this, but it's, again, come back to what you said, lack of resources. You go to America, for example, every police officer has his own car. And that's what yeah. we should be dealing with. We should be the guards should be present. They should be out there. They shouldn't be sitting behind desks stamping passports. That's not their job. That should be a civil servant job. You know, these are the kind of things Correct. we need to take away from the guards. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. We need to get more civilians into the into the in, into the guard ranks that will allow them to do the office work, the admin, the the, the stamping, the, the the stamping of the passports, all the all the general things that need that, that need to be done through the guard of service. But we need to get civilians into that. Um, the guards don't feel safe. There's been two and a half thousand guardy assaulted over the last 10 years. So why would you want to start in a profession where there's a good chance, you have a one in four chance of being assaulted within a decade based on the numbers mm -hmm. are there. That's that's not something you want to do. And if you'd be trans more than likely when you start off as a recruiter or as a young guard, you'd be sent to a tougher station, a tougher area. You'd be sent to a, a large city where, where unfortunately violence and social behavior is far more common. So you're working on social hours. So that can be solved. If you pay the guards more, if you give them more allowances, if you make it more attractive profession, if there are more guardy on the beat, if you have more colleagues backing you up, that will start solving a good number of the problems, not the only problem. We need to make it, I, I know you mentioned in your introduction there about uh, in America, they have, they have more prisons and the numbers of uh, attacks and things hasn't dropped. But 
uh, about, I think about 15 years ago now, we, we, we planned to build a second prison in Thornton. Well, no, it wasn't actually more prisons I was talking about. I was talking about this idea of, say, for example, instead of giving somebody, you know, 12 years for manslaughter, they get 25 years for manslaughter. That doesn't make a difference to crime because they've seen that in the United States and states where, for example, you have the death penalty, okay. um, you know, for homicide. It doesn't reduce the amount of homicides. It hasn't. In other words, you know, having tougher sentences, I don't believe reduces crime because most crimes are impromptu. In other words, it's two people fighting in the middle of a street in Temple Bar on a Saturday night or or it's somebody who plans a murder or somebody who boxes the head off somebody and kills them or runs them over in a car, whatever it happens to be. They're all impromptu crimes. People don't think about the sentence because they think they're going to get away with it. So realistically, I don't think increasing sentencing is going to make an ounce of difference to the amount of crimes that are actually committed. What will make a difference is all the other stuff, um, which is what you've just talked about, for example. And you, you mentioned there about cars. We have 1,027 cars. That's ridiculous in a population of 5 million people, 1,027 cars. I mean, that's actually a despicable figure. And when you take into consideration, I think there's about 10,500 or 11,000 guards. So that's pointless. 13,892, I've just been told in my ear, uh, guards, right? So that's less than one car per 100 guards. You know, that's, that's mm -hmm. crazy. You know what I mean? So that's, that, just, that isn't good enough. But so the other, the other thing as well is we're not accepting that it's a changing Ireland. And well, when I say we're not accepting the government or not accepting from a point of view of crime, that we now have an increase of population of 125,000 uh, people who come from all different walks of life, different cultures, different backgrounds. We know already there's been no background checks done on most people coming into the country. So, you know, we could be bringing in criminals. We don't know that. We're not sure about it. Some people don't have identification. They don't have paperwork. We know nothing about them. And yet we're not increasing our security. Well, what we know is that young men are the most likely to cause crime. That's what we know. That is an undisputable fact. If you go through any statistics, it's all it's yes, young men. So I that. If, if we, yeah, so that's something we, we can acknowledge. So if we, that's the target, that's, the, that's the, the demographic that we need to work on. And you mentioned there about people coming to the country. Do we have a large number of young men coming into the country? It's been reported that's the case. Um, was it last week 40% of Ukrainian? 47% um, of Ukrainians 18 to 25 years of age are young men. Yeah, of course, correct. are male. That, that's, and now we don't know, um, we, we, we don't know about that, but we're, there is also evidence that's coming out occasionally that there are individuals who have been arrested and gone to trial in Ireland. Next time we find out they were also wanted in other countries. So that mm -hmm. is also coming out as well. But it, it, a lot but of we're not, we're not even deporting land. people that we're not sure about, people who we can't identify or people who we believe don't fit criteria when it comes to, say, asylum seeking uh, or who fail the asylum process. 4,000 of those deportation orders have been given out. And none of those people have left the country because we don't follow that up. Yeah. We, don't, we don't force them to leave. We ask them. And, and some of those could be dangerous criminals as well. And I don't want to just pinpoint, I just don't want to point out that it could be immigration. You know, there's Irish people committing crimes too. But what I'm saying is we have to take these things into consideration and we're not. The, the, the general, like if you walk down the boardwalk in Dublin, if you go through a large number of the streets in, in the large cities, there's just a sense of crime and grime and dirtiness and just, and there, there are characters hanging around. The, like mm -hmm. people now keep away from city centres. We've allowed anti-social behavior and undesirables take over certain parts of cities all around Ireland and large towns. And so the, so the, the, the Gardaí have kind of lost the fight in certain areas. So to re-win back those areas, to make them civilized, 
we need large we we need guardian that are well resourced well supported that they have the vehicles that they have that, that that they can get involved even community guardy um most places don't even have community guards anymore and the great thing about community guards is they can actually pinpoint the young the youngsters as they're growing up who might be inclined to fall into a life of crime and maybe supports can be brought in to pull them away from the life of crime before it happens now but, i'm not saying that's going to work every single time absolutely. there are some but what, but, what, what, but what, Eric, but what is the there. issue? And I don't have a huge amount of time, but what, when we look, for example, at something ridiculous, like the other day I read that something like five million was spent on repatriating uh, pets with their owners from Ukraine and Ireland, right? Like, that's a waste of five million quid as far as I'm concerned. I understand people love their dogs, etc. But I think going to a peaceful country when you're coming from a war is probably more important. But when you see that, five million quid would buy a lot of cars, police cars, or guarded cars, or it would buy a lot of, you know, I don't know, whatever communication systems they use in the cars, or those... Uh, What's that thing they use for checking registration plates, API or whatever they call it? Five million would do an awful lot. I mean, there's so much, we have so much money in this country and we really have because we're doing okay. We're not doing too badly. We seem to be able to, you know, squander it quite easily on different things. So why not squander it if we can on Angarda Shia to give them the resources to actually do their job and to increase their pay to a level where it would entice people to actually want to join them in the first place. So very quickly before I go, Ain't to, of course, the next elections are coming very soon. Ain't to, where I know I spoke to Patter, they're going to be running a lot more candidates this time around. I mean, what are Ain't to going to promise the people when it comes to the security of the state? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to do a fee- an actual feasibility study into a possible second prison. We're going to reopen the tor- we're going to reopen the debate in Thornton Hall. We're going to fund the Gardaí. I'm a firm believer that people need to be paid to their job. If if the guard, we have a, we have a problem with recruits in the guardie that can be solved with more guardie and they need better pay to that. We need more cards. They need better equipment. They need the guardie need to know we have a bill going through the doll where anyone that is anyone that assaults a garda a member of the emergency services or health service person there's a mandatory sentence there. We need to show that if you do something, we need to show that if you do if you assault a member of our services that you will suffer some repercussion i can't see any right-minded person going against that we no, need simple so. practical things we're, we're, we're going to say million. we are going to we are not going to touch hb laws we are not going to touch exclusion zones all these things are waffle in the background you're feeding into the ngos who just want to push their agenda we are going to target common sense issues that the people want solving so we we Look, there, there's there's crime in the countryside, there's crime in the cities. We need more guards, we need more vehicles. The guards need to be there, and that's what AIM2 will do. We need to increase the, the, the prison space in, in guard stations. We need to get more people supporting the guards. The guards, like, we, we need to stop on things like uh, 30 kilometer speed zones. Why focus on those when we when there are far more pressing issues? We will focus on what people want, which is a reduction in antisocial behavior, a reduction in crime, okay. and a reduction in all this. Serious okay. uh, instance we've discussed earlier in the conversation. Eric, thank you very much indeed. Eric Nelligan, ain't you representative? Thank you Niall, very much indeed for coming on the air. The multi award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 2255. The Niall Boylan podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.